So here we are now. We're back. We're back. We're back back for another conversation with Mel and T. And I just want to say how grateful I am for your time and these conversations and for anyone who has and continues to give their time to our conversations too. I hope it's sparking some things for whoever has been listening in. Mm, me too, T, and and thank you. I feel very um oh, yeah, so grateful myself to have the opportunity to have these conversations together and um hoping that yes, like you that it's sparking or resonating with people and I really want to thank our listeners to have reached out and provided feedback. Yeah. Um, as well. It's been lovely to to get your feedback and Please keep that coming and, you know, if there's anything that you'd like to, you know, drop us a line about, please do. We, we welcome you and, and thank you. Absolutely. Leave us a voice message. Um, and interesting, I think the thing is that it, there's a million times a day now where I think, oh, my gosh, this is another conversation oh. to be had. <laughs> sure so the hardest bit for me is, is narrowing that down enough but then at the same time you know like we've talked about this is just us and it's not about us trying to tailor it to anyone or meet anyone else's expectations it's literally about us just flowing right for and, sure mm-hmm. and finding our way through the things that show up for us mm. so mm-hmm. i hope what's showing up for us can support someone else mm. anyway you've got a beautiful quote for today which has kind of been a little bit of a theme that's been coming up mm. so, mm. You so go for it. i'll take it away there are two forms of courage in this world one demands that we jump into action with our armor on the other demands that we strip ourselves bare naked and surrender bravery is a curious thing Mm. That really resonated with me. Um, I I just sat back and, and thought about that, and and, I, and we've talked previously about putting that armor on and going out into the world, but also then that vulnerability in stripping ourselves back, um, bare naked, I guess, as it says, and surrendering and jumping in and. Um, what that I guess it may it had me pondering what that that means for me in doing that and that that vulnerability mm. yeah it's and it's it's such a hard it's such a hard path to take in many ways isn't it mm. Mm. and the the thing that it has me reflecting on and, and one of the things that's been a bit of a theme which I spoke to on the last solo episode <laughs> of the podcast was that whole thing about conditioning mm. and so you know being able to be vulnerable takes some skills and some tools right it mm-hmm. it also takes some awareness it takes i guess some understanding about that cuz i i don't know about you but I had always perhaps an unsettled whisper Mm -hmm. within me. But 
I didn't understand what that was. I couldn't hear it. Mm. I couldn't mm-hmm. un- know what it was trying to tell me. All I knew was that I longed to be like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I longed to just belong. I longed to be, you know, I looked around and I just wanted to be what others seemed to do so easily. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and I wonder or actually more likely I know (laughs) (laughs) that nobody's doing it easily but that we all have our own challenges and that however conditions the system's not set for us to fully express no no yeah and it is i'd look so totally agree in fact i was actually at a meeting last night with some people and someone was asking me about a podcast and we were talking about that which we actually started talking about exactly this that you know it it's those conversations that don't happen and that we see you know that um it looks like that's easy for someone like you said on the outside but as we now well as you said as we now know it's it's not easy there's lots of unspokens um there and um and but you're right the system isn't set up for us to to be vulnerable i guess and and unmask ourselves and and have those conversations and yeah we think it's looking easy but um you never know what's going on for someone in the background either yeah, it gives me that analogy of the, the duck on the pond, right? Looking exactly. beautifully and calm on the top and underneath there paddling paddling for all they're worth <laughs> to stay afloat. But I, I, I'm really interested in this idea of shame and hiding because when the conversations that I've had with women, they're really, they're fearful, so fearful of the shame mm-hmm. of, of admitting um, that they're not managing it. Mm-hmm. But mostly they're really fearful about what other women think of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so... I, I ponder that so much these days in terms of the system. Like, the system's one thing that's actually structured and conditioned and created the conditions and the context but even as we're aware that that's sort of, you know, what we've come to see as our truth or story or mm. whatever else, the fear is still more driven by this thing about what others will think about us. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. And how do we know what anyone thinks about anyone? We actually don't. <laughs> And where is sisterhood if we are so concerned about what another woman might think that we we just keep hiding, we just mm-hmm. keep numbing, we mm-hmm. keep shoving it down, mm-hmm. we keep dismissing our own needs mm-hmm. to please and conform and be all that everyone else wants us to be because we should and we must and we have to... <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and that's expected. That's right. And we don't want to show that we can't because well, what, that, what might that mean that, you know, people will think then? And yet if we're all the ducks on the pond, mm. it's a bloody stupid place to sit in really, isn't it? It is. It is. So if we are ever going to change this, it's going to take us talking about it. For sure. Talking, those conversations between, in the sisterhood, it's those conversations. and It's going to take women meeting women. Mm-hmm. It's going to take honesty. And I think when I reflect on sometimes some of the conversations in terms of, you know, um, through my friendships or women groups... We spend so much time complaining about <laughs> what isn't working. Mm. It's just another form of deflecting away from the scariness about opening up and saying, I can't, this isn't, it's too much. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, that, that shame, that hiding, that, you know, even even in uh, spaces where deeply we know <laughs> oh, that we're in the same places. It's that we're in the same places and we're in a safe space. We still have that guard that can I actually really let that mask down and truly be vulnerable and say how I'm feeling. Yeah, and I think it's so interesting too that I know for me, I'm really comfortable at being uncomfortable when I'm advocating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for somebody else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Discomfort is fine by me. I have no issues with it. And... So I always navigated my career and workspace mm-hmm. completely fine with being totally uncomfortable, challenging and creating discourse, disrupting the expected, the, the mm-hmm. shoulds, and, and questioning with some success and with a lot of failure too. But... I was fine with that when it was about somebody or something that I deemed, you know, so core to supporting change Mm -hmm. for. But in my own life, in my own spaces, in my own relationships, Mm. I avoided, like, like I now I reflect back and I think, I became a workaholic. Busyness became my drug of choice. Uh-huh, and indeed mine as well. <laughs> Anyone that knows me, busyness is my drug of choice, yes. Yep, so I'm so busy and I've got so many responsibilities and I'm so, you know, in up to the neck that I can't possibly mm-hmm. have any time to look at or strip back mm-hmm. and the truth is 
I was ashamed mm -hmm. that I could do it everywhere else mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it in my own spaces. Mm. Mm. And what did that mean? What would people think about mm. me who seemingly was such a confident, um, accomplished, career-orientated, doing all the things success and yet behind the scenes mm. things were not great mm. and might I add from an outsider perspective coming back to where we started doing that so easily <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely so if anything I, I think oh, it's such it's such a common story. It is. It is so common. Um, and, you know, we, well, we both hear this. Um, it is a common story. Um, so the takeaway, I guess, like, where could someone start? Mm. Where we begin? Mm. Can you remember? I, I think for me it was starting to, I guess, take off that mask a little and, and be brave in in some of my friendships um, with trusted people that just a little snippet of um, just allowing myself to be vulnerable and and just having those conversations with girlfriends, trusted girlfriends in a safe space and gee it's so powerful when that opens up conversations though um, but the other thing I, I, I have done too is I enjoy um, reading Brene Brown. Someone like mm -hmm. a Brene Brown mm -hmm. really <laughs> sparked my thinking because um, I'm quite a reflector. So I like to reflect, read, reflect, learn and grow and discuss. So I think probably for me it's, you know, I love her research. She's a shame researcher and think there's some great stuff to unpack there from some of her books and I think it's starting to read some of that and then discussing that yeah with with um yeah trusted mm. friends and starting to open up about some of those things mm. I agree because I think that I'm, and I've just been called to get out a book which I talked to you about excuse all the rattling people on this podcast but um it's something that I want to finish out today on and I like you am a bit of a researcher love to go down mm. rabbit holes and get curious about things and I guess for me it was about becoming aware of what I actually wanted mm. what I not even I guess what I wanted it was more about what wasn't wanted mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. what I needed out of that mm -hmm. and then looking for some resonance in that looking at places and spaces and finding, you know, the, the old saying, when the student's ready, the teacher mm -hmm, appears, I mm -hmm. think is is absolutely right. But I don't think it comes in the form that sometimes we think it will. Mm, mm -hmm. So I think it's about being really open-minded and just, you know, it might be a quote, it might be a sentence that somebody has in a conversation. It might be a book that falls in front of you in the library or mm -hmm. off a bookshelf or that you're just <laughs> inexplicably drawn to and think, that's not really the kind of book that I'd read. Um, 
yeah, it might be a podcast you come across or for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just trusting. Yes. And exploring. And if it doesn't feel right, trusting that that's not right for you right now. Absolutely. Yes, going with the gut. And oh, look, I don't know how many books I've bought over the years or had sitting on my bookshelf and then I haven't read them and then one day it's just, that's the one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to finish out today, um, I talked to you about a book that I've just read this week called Your Kind, Your Own Kind of Girl by Claire Bowditch, mm-hmm. who is a singer-songwriter, author, and unbeknownst to me, but also a life coach now. Oh, I did not realise that either. <laughs> As a life coach, she's a life coach. No. Yeah. So it is a beautiful book. It's a, bo- a story of, of mental health, and it's beautifully written. And if you like to listen to books, it's on Audible as well. But the last quote that she has on the cover, back cover, sums up, I think, what we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. And I want, to, I want to challenge everyone who might listen to this episode to perhaps do one of two things, whatever, which, whichever feels braver. And that might be to remove a little piece of the mask mm-hmm. to some girlfriends or a trusted partner or whomever you mm-hmm. choose and begin to just tentatively take a little step into being more authentically or, you know, just expressing what you truly feel, mm-hmm. not what you think is mm-hmm. required. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's what you truly feel, not what you think. Yeah. yeah. Or alternatively, like I did, perhaps you can start to notice the the whisper mm-hmm. when it shows up, mm. what's going on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and kind of just question that. What am I afraid of? Mm. What am I scared of here? What story am I making up about this particular moment? Mm-hmm that I'm getting that hot, red hot kind of shame mm-hmm, mm-hmm. surfacing. Yes. That I want to yeah. push down and run away from. Mm-hmm. And just just, yeah. just start to notice that. Yeah. Okay. So, in Claire's book, Your Own Kind of Girl, and I love the front cover, for any of you that go into a bookshop, go and just have a look, have a look in the library. Anyway... The final quote that she says, Though you long to be like the other girls, you weren't born to be some other girl. You're going to be your own kind of girl. I love that. (laughs) I really, really like that. That's a perfect ending. Thanks for that, Tinika. So go out and be your own kind of girl because that's what we were born to be. See you next time. See you next time.